I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even opened it. I've been yeah. swinging off a chainsaw all, all day. I'm absolutely fucked. <laughs> Serious. Mm-hmm. It was that hot today. Yeah, it was quite warm down here too. Halfway through, I was just like, what am I doing? Surely just pay someone to do this. What the fuck? <laughs> Hello, handsome. Care for a rubdown? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lip penis? Very around. Yeah, g'day rubbers, welcome back to the Weekly Rubdown, a podcast that rubs down everything NRL Supercoach Draft. You are listening to the Halfback Rubdown. I'm your host Natty, and with me as always, riding shotgun in the Rubdown, Mobile is the Stats Wizard. Wook of the Week, Weasel, what's going on mate? Well, you're the weak gutter dog of the podcast, <laughs> so I'll take the weasel. I'm just, yeah. just going to add it in now, I fucked up last, last podcast and now it's just going to be a thing. You know that I love alliteration. Alliteration is <laughs> alliteration is my my thing. Wooker the weak weasel. I love it. What's it doing? The weak white weasel. Um, yeah. Well, uh, yes. Yes. Now it's been done. it's been good. There's been a lot of lot of response and um, a lot of comments and stuff come through on the Patreon. So there's there's people getting in, into the gear, which is good. We picked up a couple of um, a couple of players that we missed, so we've we've done some changes here and there. There's been some a raft of changes for the top thirty. Um, so we spoke about those last night. Oh um, yeah, baby, live. There's been live there's on been the pod. A, it was there was a lot of changes. Um, so yeah, there's some there's some really big ones and interesting ones. So um, keep your eye out for that. And um, yeah, um, things have been going um, going tough at work. Cannot wait for the day off. Oh, you'll be right, mate. You'll be good, sweetheart. We all work. We all have jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's fucking crack one because I yeah, am absolutely this fucked is... from today. Well earned. So I think yours is oh um, is probably not going to be uh, the best beer in the world, but uh, it'll be the tastiest, no doubt. Oh, tastiest, best. It won't last long. I know that much. It's pretty much three quarters gone now. I drank half of it with my eyes. Tough day to be a beer up there. Yeah, yeah. She's hot up here, brother. She is fucking hot. Righto. So, halfback, this is going to be quick because... Oh, yeah. It's it's a scary position. Rubbers but- and rubbets. There are not that many halfbacks at all. It was it was just very ambitious to set out to do a top twenty um, <laughs> for the halves. I, I realized oh, that as fuck. I was getting to the back end, and um, yeah, it, if you're if you're in a deep league like a fourteen team league, it, you got to get on this. Um, it is it is super scary. Um, you get past pick, uh, I would say the fourteenth um, half, and it's just fucking donuts. Yeah, it's it's we'll, we'll get it's into a, it. It's a worry. It, it is it's a worry. A concern. Yep. All right, let's get into reading out a five star sledge. Oh yes, we'll get another one here. So this one's entitled "The Simpletons with the Stats." Talk about alliteration. Nice, nice heading. Well, I like it. That's a, that's a that's a tick already. Yeah, it is. All right, five stars. Are the down. A great show headed by Natty, who's a real Rain Man. Well, if Rain Man could, couldn't count, he is accompanied by his Megan Hall-like co-host, Wooker, in that without fail, every single year, he gets ruthlessly pounded by every member of the Loveless League. 
Oh, this has gone straight in, this one. I love this one. The boys like to give consistent, great advice, like avoid David Fafita in 2021 and dodge Damien Cook in 2022. There's more Asperger's between these two Excel spreadsheet-wielding dimwits than a Greta Thunberg house party. Wow. But truth be told, they're still more likable than Supercoach Whisperer. So five stars. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's um, that is that is a it, it, that was a fucking splatter gun approach. He just took on everyone, right? Um, that's I like it. That's I like it. That could be straight in. What do you think? That's the very. Thing will, the that's, one thing I will say, he he nailed us on a few of them. That is that is very <laughs> good. I will say this: we Damien Cook twenty twenty two. We uh, we were all over we Damien Cook's that. dick. I think we nailed that. We did. So you got that I, wrong, you um, moron. But we but. But he should have, he should have actually picked up on um, us telling everyone to stay away from his own public. Yeah. Anyway. Got us on the David Feeder though. Definitely Ooh. nailed you getting pounded by everyone in the Loveless League. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I make it to the semis pretty much every year. And then and then on his way out, fucking gave the Whisperer a drive-by as well. <laughs> Just a drive-by. Mate. How you going? I'm making an executive oh, decision yeah. right now. That bloke's in. He's in. <laughs> yeah. He's in. Yep. So if you, you're listening and that's your sledge, congratulations. You're in. Yep. That is a good one. Damn us. Own up to it and you'll get you in. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Yeah. Oh. Fucking brutal. It started early. Yeah. I like it. That was very good. That was very good. All right. Fuck, should we get in these halfbacks? Yeah, mate. It's um my my butthole's twitching because it's um it, it's a scary one. Let's do it. Let's do the generals. Here it is with Claire. Kicks for himself, kicks for himself, and scores! Nathan Cleary, not even excuse a little TikTok dance after that try. That is sensational from the Panthers halfback. What sorcery is this? Let's get on with a rub down. Oh, fuck oh, yeah. Disclaimer as always, these rankings are very fluid, early in the piece. Shit will change. It may even change throughout this fucking rub down as it has been every rub down that we've done with the positional pods. Yeah. But let's get into our top 10. Number one, easy, Nathan Cleary. Two, easy, Nico Hines. Three, Jerome Hughes. And we'll talk a lot about him in this rub down. We're fucking all over Jerome's dick. Number four, DCE. Five, Mitch Moses. Six, Jamal Fogarty. Seven, Sam Walker. Eight, Ben Hunt. Nine, Sean O'Sullivan. And 10, Adam Reynolds. That is your top 10. As Wooker alluded to earlier in the podcast, we do have 20 ranked on the Patreon. So if you want to know more about the ranks, head on over there, subscribe, and you can have a look at all the gear over there. But that's Mm. our top 10. Pretty happy with that, bro? Yeah, look... A few question marks will be raised by some people with Hines outscoring Nathan Cleary by six points average last season. But I think there's so much growth in Cleary's game. And look, he's one of the best team, well, the best team in the league at the moment. Um, I think, yeah, the sky's the limit for Cleary, especially with the um, the shifting away of, um, of kicks. I think there's going to be a bit more of an approach down the right side, which obviously falls in his wheelhouse. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think talking- it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Appy thing goes. Um, like we have seen him play and dominate when Appy's not playing, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be well, it's obviously a massive changing of the guard with um, Sonny Luke and and Kenny taking over. 
Yeah, it just needs a good, clean ball from dummy half. It's not rocket science. No, no, he doesn't no need the world out of this uh, Mitch Kenny. Do you know what I mean? Just get the ball out in front of him and get it to him as quick as possible. I was um, surprised that they didn't go for um, for Verrills. Yeah, or, mate, who knows? Maybe they did. Yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, we are talking about Guru uh, to Guru when we were doing the Xmas special, and we are talking about the possibility of Nathan Cleary playing both sides of the ruck as well. So that's... Something that if that comes to fruition, fuck, his points could go through the roof. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's an easy one for me. Plus, the strength of schedule is pretty good as well. Um, but, yeah, let's get straight into these categories, bro. First up, elite. The elite. Best of the best. I got a boner. <laughs> so this picks one to ten, the big dicks. First up, Cleary, you were talking about... There's some going to be some eyebrows raised about Nico Hines and his average being six points more than Nathan Cleary. But if you take away the injury-affected game in round 20 where uh, Cleary scored four points from 18 minutes, mm-hmm. he actually averaged 86. So Another what-if scenario. It is. So it's not as crazy as you first think. You yeah. take that game where he obviously scored shithouse because he got injured. And, you know, he's sitting sitting pretty up there with Neko Hines. So, yeah, that just cements it for me that he's he's that number one. Finals is pretty good. you got Storm in round 23. Then it goes Manly, Gold Coast, Parramatta. Manly, they're not as staunch as they once were in defense. Gold Coast is a fucking sieve. And Parramatta were one of the worst Supercoach um, defensive Depending. sides in yeah. the comp last year. So that is a nice run into the finals. And you've got the, the best... Uh, super coach player in the league. So obviously he's going to go pick one. Uh, yep. So if you get pick one in your league, I'm happy with it. I can't, I'm can't. i not going to push back if you want to go Nico Hines, but in our opinion, it's Nathan Cleary, isn't it? Yeah, for, for mine, it's Nate, um, Nathan Cleary. There could be some believer, believers in Turbo getting back to back to where he was a few years ago. Little puppy, obviously um, finished the season with an average of 90, um, which is like insane. And look, he, he was averaging at stages of last season over 100 points. But coming back from that massive patella injury, like you just don't know what his return to um, performance is going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a pretty easy one, um, yeah. to be honest. Uh, even his base power, I was looking at earlier, it's pretty good. It's 30. Um, he so gets into the tough stuff. He loves defending. Yeah, and really and good defense. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think we he's need to be, talk he's, about him. He's going, to be better, he's going to be better with another offseason managing that shoulder. Yeah, I think he's going to be red hot, red hot go. Yep. The only thing you got to think about is uh, during origin time, rep rounds, um, he's not going to be available. So you're going to miss him through that period. And obviously, you're going to... You cross your fingers, your toes, your dick, everything that he doesn't get injured, but that just comes with the territory of picking a player that's that good because you know he's going to play rep f- football. It's just as simple yeah. as that. Got to take your licks somewhere. Absolutely. And I think, then I think, I think another one that does slide in um, is Hughes. Yeah, we haven't talked about Nico yet. You're jumping the gun. Oh, sorry, mate. Yes. Jeez, oh, ruined the surprise, didn't you? Went ahead and ruined the surprise. All right, let's get into Nico. 86 average. Uh, so in the back end of the finals here, he's got South, Gold Coast, Cows, and Newcastle. That's sexy as fuck. I mean, apart from the Cowboys, who were a top five Supercoach defensive side from last year, South, Gold Coast, Newcastle, that's yum. Uh, yep. So the Sharks have somehow nailed down a really good final strength of schedule again. Nico, 32 base, 
42 base power. Hello. <laughs> that's what dreams for are made a, of. For a half, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Unbelievable. Five games, games over 100, 11 games over 90, six tries, 22 assists. Now, those numbers, as in tries and assists, they're not so over the top that I'm like, oh, no, there's going to be a regression here. You know, 22 assists for a dominant half and a side that's scoring a lot of points and it's a real successful team. That's pretty standard, really. You know, mm. between 20 and 24 assists for a dominant half in a really good team, that's, you know, whatever. So I, I really do think he can replicate that season again. And it's another fucking preseason training with a seven on his back. He knows he's coming in. He's going to play halfback. Knows the boys. Got the combinations going. Another big year for Nico Hines, I think. Yeah, and look, it's not a, it's not even like what you'd classify as a full career year because the year before, when he was filling in for Pappy when he was injured again at the, the Storm, he still had a blinder and everyone was saying, no, no, there's no way he can he, he can back that up. And look, he went out. He proved that he is that player. Well, a lot and, of people said that. The majority of people said that. We didn't <laughs> say that. Though, I know. I, know. I, I didn't want to point it out again. <laughs> no, I will. I fucking will every single time. Hang our hat on that till mm-hmm. we die. Um, yep. But yeah, look, he's. I'm a massive believer of Nico and I think he's going to have another great season. I just think he's not quite going to get up to, to clear his heights. Yeah, it's going to be a real battle um, between these two guys. And I think it's just going to come down to matchups and who has those supersonic games, you know. It's it's going to come down to who's got a 140, 150, 160 in them throughout the season. I think that's going to be the difference. So, If I've got a top two pick, I don't, I'm not that concerned about which one of those oh, two oh, I get. Put the feet up, yeah. You're yeah. cruising. It, yeah, if you're pick, if you're picked if you're picked two, you just love them life because you you get an earlier second pick, but you don't have to make the decision. Yeah, as well. Yeah, you know. You, yeah, well, you know you're going to you get know, one of them. You know you're going to get absolute yep. blinder of a player. Yeah, a hundred percent. Imagine if he was still dual. <laughs> if you're still dual, he'd be number one. He would be hit. No, he would one hundred percent be number one. Yeah, but. Yeah, he didn't play a game at, at fullback from memory. Yeah, I, I think he did. Oh, I think he. No, it was just a one. Yeah. Did he start and then they moved? They were like, "Oh shit, this isn't working," and then um, they moved him back into the halves. Yeah. So yes, Hughes at the moment is straddling the elite and guns uh, category at the moment. And Hughes is just creeping up that top thirty for us. He just keeps stepping up. Rank after rank, we look at him, we look at last year, we look at the strength of schedule for Storm. It's just getting better and better for Jerome Hughes. I'm huge huge on him, and I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, he could be in our top 10 at the moment. Uh, I've, I've made the updates um, before the pod, actually, and mm. I've brought him in at number nine, <laughs> ahead, of, ahead of both Ruben Garrick and Joey Manu. Position lacking in depth, can't be undervalued, and that strength of schedule during the finals is just outrageous. Yeah, it's sexy as fuck. So 68.6 average from 2022. The finals <clears> that we were talking about, the strength of schedule there, they play the the Panthers in round 23, going to be a tough one there, but then they've got the Raiders, Dragons, and the Titans. Ending the season there with the Dragons and Titans can't get any better. That's yeah. Well, gorgeous. I mean, the Dragons, the Dragons haven't really performed and they haven't brought in anyone no to really yep. perform so it could be yeah, scary it is it is going to be horrible scary so 12 tries 14 assists uh you know it's 
whatever. It's not crazy. You're not looking for a regression there. There is, There could be some progression. Uh, base pair of 32, four games above 100. That's only one less than Hines. And the big thing for me is if Pappy comes back fit, um, with that patella and he's looking good and it may take you know half a season for him to hit his straps and that's fine you can you can kick back and wait for that uh, Hughes is still gonna score relatively well without him um, but when he's playing and Grant's playing well you know they carve teams up the guts and when they do mm-hmm. that Hughes is such a good support player that that's where he gets all those tries you know those 12 tries I reckon you know just off the top of my head, 80% of them would be fucking backing up Pappy or Harry Grant. Yeah. But the other one is Coates. Now, Coates was out a lot during last year with injuries, and I feel like that combination was only just starting to find its feet before the injuries came for Coates. The kicking game for Hughes mm. has gone from strength to strength in the last three years, and it's obvious that they worked on this in last year's preseason, kicking across to Coates, obviously such a great aerial target. And I think another preseason, trying to work on that combination on that right edge, could be fucking anything if he stays um, healthy as well, Coates. So 69, it's a, it's an easy beat, but he also had an injury-affected game as well, Hughes. Mm-hmm. So you take that out, yeah. it's a 71 average. So a 71 average, and we're thinking, you know, he's got three, four points in him plus for... It's that 75 without exactly. making a sweat. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'm, I'm very big on Hughes. And I think, obviously... The Storm aren't going to be as dominant as they have been in the past with all these players coming out. He's going to take a, have to take a leadership role. I think he's going to have to step up. And I think he will. I think he'll want the, his hands on the ball as much as possible. And he'll just have that right edge fucking humming. Um, mm. And I, I'm, humming. I, I'm totally down with it. Uh, I love him at that turn pick if you're a 10-man uh, league. Having him around that turn pick and... and having him with maybe a Gussie or a Fafita or Isaiah Papali'i, that's a really good strategy. Would you would you go, and this could easily happen around the, the turn, would you go Hughes into Grant or Grant into Hughes? The only thing uh, that worries me about that is um, the buys, because then obviously you've got your first two picks out mm. in certain buy rounds. Um, but Storm don't have a buy in the in the finals, the Supercoach finals, so I guess it's not too bad. I wouldn't go down that road. Uh, mm. I don't think you'd be upset about it. I think you'd be upset the round that you don't have them in the buy <laughs> round. <laughs> the, the, the three rounds you don't have them. Yeah, so, but, yeah, I'd be going, I'd be linking him up with a, a 2RF, or if you wanted to go mm. upside again, linking him up with a Manu or a Garrick or a To'o or something like that. Which are, which are all going to drop around that that position as well. Yeah, yeah. So we're big on him. Uh, we've put the rub down stamp of approval on Jerome Hughes' pretty backside, uh, and we're riding him all the way. And you know, we like to make these big calls. It seems to work out for yep. us from time to time. So we're on Jerome Hughes, and I think I've had a little bit of a glance about the questions that are coming in for halfback, and there's plenty of questions about Jerome. I think everyone's on the same boat. Everyone's pipping mm, him for a big yeah. season. Yeah. And I think it, he, he could reach the heights of Mad Dog from last season, getting up towards the 80 as a, as a top end. Um, he's definitely got the points in him to do it. And the thing is, when the the entire team is healthy, he's generally 
got more assists in him than Mad Dog. Mad Dog, obviously, more of a runner, more of an opportunist player, mm-hmm. whereas yep. Hughes takes over the go- the kicking, the short-kicking game, uh, their attack close to the line, things like that. So you'll probably find that he'll have more assists at the end of 2023 than Mad Dog Munster. Mad Dog probably has more line breaks and, and tackle breaks, but as it is for yep. controlling the team and being the general, Jerome, Jerome Hughes is your man. Absolutely. Well, let's get into the guns. Guns. Lots of guns. Mr. Bergen, do you have a massive erection? This picks 11 to 30. Now we've got, who have we got here? Moses, Mitch Moses, DCE. And that's probably about all that, that's in this guns category. Mm, yeah. um, so it's, it thins out quick, guys. You know, we've, we've talked about Cleary, Nico, Hughes. So that's pretty much in a 12-man league and a 14 Man league, they're gone. Yeah, round one, they're gone. And and I think like in the next, the next part, most of the guys in the next the sweet spot uh, picks thirty one to seventy, they'll all fall within ten picks of one another. I reckon. Yep. And this because there's, there's it happens every year. There's going to be a run be a on run. halves. There's yep. a run on halves, and everyone everyone either falls for it or yeah, you got to jump on it because um, if they're gone. Kind of up against it. Yep. Big 100%. time. What's your thoughts on Moses? Now, Mitch Moses coming off career year in 2022, six tries, 26 assists, 16 line break assists, 11 line breaks himself. Now, 16 no. line break assists, do you think he's going to do that without Isaiah? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's. Oh, and I'm asking you the question. No, Marnie, no, Isaiah Papali'i. That right edge is going to be new look. 70.2, I'm thinking at least a five-point regression here for Moses. Yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be replicating that. I think he's going to be back in the pack, and five points is probably where it is is going to sit at least. Yep. And look, so, remember, if your grand final is round 27, you don't want him anyway. But if you're playing through to round 26, they have a good start to the Supercoach finals, uh, Dragons, then Broncos, but then they finish with Roosters and Panthers. So yeah, that means... Couldn't, couldn't pick much worse. No. If that means if you've picked Moses with your second pick and you've made it to your grand final, all of a sudden you've got Mitch Moses in a regression year playing the Panthers. The the one thing that is in all of the Eels players' um, back pocket is because their last buy is in round 27, for most leagues, they'll only play two buys. mm Whereas every other team will be playing three buys if you're if you're for grand finals in round twenty six. Yep. I mean, fuck he he just had an absolute blinder of a season. First in try assists, first in kick meters, fifth in line break assists, fifteenth in line breaks. Just with the personnel that they've lost, there's no way that they can reach those heights. Most try involvements like Yeah. Wild. It, it and Coming off a career year, and I said this when we were talking about the two RFs, it worries me. It worries me picking guys coming off career years because you're, you're so hyped up about the stats coming off the previous year, and it just it just happens again and again from, from year to year that these guys fall in their face a little bit um, after a big, a big year like that. So I'll be letting Moses slip through to the keeper, and I'd mm. much rather take this next guy, Daily Cherry Evans. 
Cherry's been pretty consistent for a long time now. So, you know, sixty couple of 62s early on, 18, 19, then a 64. Had a great year in 21, but everyone did. That was that crazy yeah. year where everyone scored mad, mad. And then back to a 66 in 22. So very consistent. Um, yeah, I, I do like DCE. And the thing is, if you're a turbo believer, you're a DCE believer. Uh and I did have some sexy stats here somewhere. Where is he? Here we go. Last two years, games with Turbo, he averaged 78. Games without Turbo, 67. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you could you could do a percentage-based thing on manly winning with Turbo versus prob- manly winning without Turbo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like polar opposites. So... Yeah, so if you think Turbo's uh, going to come into 23 and, and make an impact, then you need to be big on DCE. He's going to mm. be killing it. Obviously, everyone in that manly side benefits from Turbo when he comes in and he's ripping and tearing, but it's just whether he does and whether he stays in the park for the majority of the season. And history has told us in the last couple of years, he doesn't. He might not. Yeah. yeah. But I still, I, I, I still like DCE. I think you'll still get a solid sort of 63, 64 through to maybe 66, 67, something like that. Because that's what he just does. That's He's been so consistent. There's nothing here in the stats that'll tell me that uh, tell me otherwise. So, yeah, in all honesty, like he's probably the safest bet outside of uh, Hughes. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. Um, how far would Moses have to slide before you would consider picking him up? Um, well, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't pick him. Oh, I'd probably pick him late, mid to late round two. Because so still- we've we've got him pegged at about eighteenth pick. Yeah, that's 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 sweet. I think, no, I think that's that. I think that's value. I'm looking at I'm looking at him anywhere after that. Yeah, because you're still going to get a, a halfback, obviously a position lacking in depth, mm. goal kicking uh, for a decent side that's going to average sixty to sixty five. So you know, yeah. totally, you got to take that. Oh, anyone else that's going to make this gun segment, or do we move on? No. Right, let's get into the sweet spot, baby. That's your sweet spot right there. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. Picks 31 to 70. Few guys to talk about here. Jamal Fogarty, Benny Hunt, Adam Reynolds, Sean O'Sullivan, Sammy Walker. Let you kick it off, Walker. You're you're big on a couple of these guys. Fogarty? Yeah, I do like Fogarty. Um, I think he's going to have an absolute gangbuster of a season. Look, they they had a really, really tough um, start to last year. They obviously, they lost their hooker in the first game in the first few minutes. Mm. Um, They also had Fogarty um, come to the club injured. So they they played with Schneider for a, a large part of the season. But when Fogarty came back, he hit his straps. He, he, I think, he, what did he average about? Um, I'm just looking at the stats 60, here. 63. 62.5. And he was coming back from a serious, serious injury. So, look, I think second um, second year back, pre, pre-season, full pre-season, and understanding what his hooker situation is going to be, full pre-season getting your um, combinations in order, I think, yeah, the sky's the limit for, for Fogarty. I think he can easily get a 65, um, and that's what I'd be drafting him at. Um, I think he can 
in the sleep, he'll replicate that 60, 62 and a half. Mate, the thing that baffles me, 62.5 average, two tries, 10 assists. Yeah. Nothing. That's, that's, nothing. that's what I mean. Like, he can go so much higher than yeah. that. Um, he's obviously going to be the goal kicker, and he'll get a lot of points from that. And if, if the Raiders go as good as expecting, yeah, I think I think big things are coming from um, Fogarty. And he's, you're going to have to take him fairly early in round four, mm. I think. Yeah, so no, I agree. Early, early 30s. Yep. And again, you're, you're picking a goal-kicking uh, halfback position lacking in depth. It's going to average 60 to 65. That's what you've got to think about when you're picking up Fogarty because that's what you're mm. going to get. Uh, strength of schedule is really good as well. They play the Tigers, Storm, uh, Bulldogs, and Broncos. So obviously playing the Storm is a little bit of a hard one there in round 24. But then finishing up the Supercoach finals with Bulldogs and Broncos is sexy. Um, so he should do really well there. And I, I'm, I'm with you around that, you know, that round four picks 30 plus. Mm. I'm big on him as well. Uh, very good. Now, Benny Hunt. Yeah, I mean, talk to it's, me about it's hard. Benny. It, it's hard. It, he's a real interesting proposition because he couldn't really have done much more and played much better than he did last season. Only scored a fifty-five and a half. Um, I think there's. I think he's shown in the past that he can definitely improve on that and get towards the sixty to sixty-five, and that's co- kind of where we've got him pegged. But. There's how much? Few, how much? How much better can he perform in such a shit team? There's a few things that worry me about Benny, and I mean I've been burnt by Benny, so, so there's no way I'm fucking picking him. <laughs> Can't will not be in my team ever again. But in in that average, that fifty five point six, he has a nine point game, a four point yep. game, and an eleven point game. All of them eighty minute games, not injury affected games. He just yeah, scored so that you, many you've points. Got to, you've you've got to take those ones into account. They're not injury affected. No. No, that's just him being a shit cunt. Yep. So that worries me, that he yeah. can be out there for 80 minutes and be one of the halves that has the most receipts for the entire season. He's got the second most receipts for a halfback. Fucking hell. Play 80 minutes and then score four points, that's worrisome. That scares the shit out of me. Mm. And it's almost just that alone is enough for me to go, nah. Then you add in the fact that the Dragons are just going to be shit outs. Like, like you said earlier, they've bought no one. They went shit last year. They won't improve this year. They've always got a list of blokes injured to start the season. I just think, like you said, what else can he do? Yeah, he's yeah. going to have his hands on the ball a lot because he's the only bloke there that can do anything. But I just, yeah, I... I I'm staying away. I'm just staying away. Yeah, um, I, we've we've put him we've put him down intentionally in the in the rankings because of those facts, um, and mainly because the other guys below him have awful strength of schedule. Yep. So yep. Um, and just another thing, he only scored over eighty three times. Yeah, I, I mean, like a lot mm. of it comes back to the team that he plays in. Yeah. Um, not, not not trying to like bag the dragons, but. I mean, they've bought no one, and they've been shit the last few years. So, obviously, if you if you don't change something, nothing's going to change. No, yeah, uh, he's, your results aren't going to change. Anything. He's just a, a, a steadfast stay away from me, Benny Hunt. I don't care where he's sitting there for value. I won't be picking him. Obviously, got me eleven points in my grand final. Fuck you, Ben. Is he um? 
Do you reckon there's any weight in the rumors of him playing in the hooker spot? Well, and, I mean, who does, have they got to if, play halfback? Um, definitely not um, Sullivan or Ramon at the moment. Yeah, I just don't, they don't have enough depth. I mean, if they're going to buy uh, a halfback, maybe, but they don't have anyone that's hit, as- of his caliber. Like, if they had a decent general there, a guy that you know can game manage and has a bit of experience doing so, maybe. But to move him from that main role where they need him to direct the team and put him at, at at hooker, it just seems crazy. It just there's no way. The only reason he plays hooker in at rep is because he's there's halfbacks there that are better than him and they can control the team. You can't yeah. put what Moses and Bai is going to be at halfback, please. Crazy. Well, they've tried that in the past, <laughs> right? The Dragons, Ugh. spoon, spoon <laughs> uh, coming. Uh, all right, let's get into Sean O'Sullivan. Now, another guy that you're big on, going to be the Dolphins' yeah. halfback. He'll be duking it out with Asako for goal kicking. Now, Asako, we were talking about this the other yeah. day, Asako does have a better percentage than him, but does Asako Asako's make the side? A sh- shitter player. I think Who he's knows? If Asako's made the, um, the lineups in the Broncos for a number of years because, only because, he can goal kick. Because mm. <laughs> it, like he is, he he lost us so many games at fullback. I mean, we lost so many games. Oh, at he's not playing fullback for the Dolphins. He'll no, 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 I know, sure, I know. Yeah. But like, winger is the only spot you consider him. Yep. And they they are flush with options at both um, center and wing. So there's no guarantees that he gets that spot anyway. No, and because they've it. got other options for goal kickers and quality options, Sean O'Sullivan can knock him over. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not 100% that he doesn't get the goal kicking. Um, I think the 62 is a little bit inflated from last season just due to being in the Panthers and like filling in a few of those games for uh, both Luai and, um, and Cleary when they were out mm. and the fact that it was goal kicking as well. So you've got to take those things into account. Um, but I think he will be the dominant half. Um, he'll be pairing up most likely with Milf. And um, look, it's it's going to be one of those things that the Dolphins are such an unknown proposition that mm. you got to like it'll be a punt no matter what. So I think the worst case scenario is he'll average about a fifty-five. I think he's a good enough player that he'll do that easily. But the benefit would be shit. He could he could average seventy. Yeah, I, I don't think he ever seventy. In no, if, no, no. I, 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 in, in all honesty, I'm not as big on him as you are. I think uh, there's not a lot to his game. He's in my mind. He is that type of Chad Townsend role where he's going to control the team, push them around the park. Really good kicking game. Um, and the only reason he has those those upside games in him from last year is exactly what you said, is that mm. he was playing with the Panthers and he had yeah. weapons all over the park. He ain't got that now. And that's and, and that's where seeing how how the um, the Dolphins do line up in the trial games is going to be really important to get a feel for, okay, is he, is he well, certain players, are they going to be performing better or worse than when they were at the previous clubs? Because we just don't know how they're going to gel and how long it's going to take for them to gel. It might not even be the season that they gel. Because you could be, you could be the best player in in that team, and score 
30 you could be, super you could coach be, points a game. You could be Benny Hunt. Chad Townsend's a perfect, a perfect oh, example. Yeah, the effect that he had on the Cowboys and how well he played for the Cowboys, getting to them them to certain spots in the field and and making sure they get they kicked to the corners and and all of that that was working. It's similar, it's similar to Cooper Cronk. Exactly. Player, pretty much the best player in the world at the time. That's and, and this is what I'm worried about with Sean O'Sullivan. Yeah, he could. A, I can see him a, being that he's guy. A, he's a fantastic footballer, and I probably probably get swept up into it because I do like him as a player. But yeah, from a super coach perspective, it's a it's a watch watch and yep. see watch and wait. I can I can see that happening where everyone's like, this bloke's killing it. He's the best thing for the Dolphins, but he averages thirty two for super yeah. coach. Um, so yeah, I just. Don't, I, just I don't, I, 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 there's too many unknowns with the Dolphins to really spend big picks on any of their players. And uh, and so, look, I just you look at that team on paper and you go, could be in some Barney Rubble. The Dolphins. Oh, look, this season, uh, I think they've got they've got a lot of um, a lot of strength in certain areas, but they don't have like the big swing and dick. Like there's no massive players in there. No, it's kind of like a lot of a lot of journeymen. Yeah, I look at I look the Warriors on paper and I go, I, it, I get the same sort of feeling. You know, I just go, mm. oh, boys, you guys are going to be in some trouble. Yeah, so, I think there's I think there's definitely going to be a three horse race for the the spoon. Yeah, season. yeah, we've just talked about them. All right, let's get into last bloke here in the sweet spot, and it is Sammy Walker. Uh, so Sammy Walker mm. was coming off a fifty nine point three average in twenty twenty. Two, uh, seven tries, fifteen assists, fifteen line break assists, base pair of twenty-four. I think there's heaps to build on there, um, and very similar to Fogarty when you look at the stats, and then you go, "Wow!" and scored fifty-nine point three. So there's a lot of room for growth there, but he's already at an at a sixty average. So yeah. you, you add exactly what I said with Foggy. Add three, four, five points to this to this average due to the Roosters having a good schedule, due to the Roosters being a better time, better team with their with their buys and obviously being a settled team, um, coming off a bit of a turbulent um, year with injuries. Coming into this year, obviously he's a young half as well, another preseason under his belt. All those things sort of gel into one for him to sort of go again and have another... Uh, a better season and build on from 2022 and all he has to do is you know whack a, a couple of points on that average and you're going right oh now we've got a goal kicking halfback position lacking in depth goal mm. kicking for a fucking high super coach scoring side that's going to be very successful in 2023 yeah i mean we were, we were we were talking a pretty similar game last year um for the roosters so I want to see how they um, how they play in their trials, similar to um, the Dolphins. But I think, yeah, I think they are definitely going to perform a lot better than they did last year, uh, and obviously the year before. Um, they're they're going to be up there. They're going to be up there when the rips are cracking. And look, he's he's definitely going to be one of the main beneficiaries from that team. Yeah, and the thing is, they spent half of last year trying to figure out who's got the seven, who's got the six, and which side they wanted to play them, play them on. So that's got to fucking, you know, that's got to be shit for a halfback that's trying to find his feet, a young guy as well, to like try and get his bearings. One week he's playing on the left, next week he's playing right. No, you're 5'8 this week. Oh, hang on. No, we're fucked up there. You play halfback now. 
It's all going to be settled. It's done now. They've figured it out. He's going to come into this year with his head screwed on. I really like Sam Walker. Um, and if people are drafting him at that 59, that's huge value. I'll be jumping on him. He's a guy that I'll probably reach for if I don't get one of these big dicks earlier on in the draft. Like, I really love him around that sort of round four, round five. Fuck, if I get Sam Walker in round five, I'm screaming. Oh, you've, won, you've won the lotto. I'm pulling my yeah. pud all over the joint. Um Kicked 91 goals, 77%. Um, he had a, a couple of really poor games in there. Had a nine and a couple of 24s. All he has to do is clean those games up and, you know, he's got a 63 average. Yeah. I think, look, Fogarty, Reynolds and um, and Sammy Walker all go in pick 31 to 40 yep. in most leagues. Yep. And rightly so. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, nice little segue into your boy, Adam Reynolds. Um, let's talk about him. Uh, we've got him dropped a little bit because the Broncos have the buy in round 25, which mm. is going to be a big kick in the dick, and that doesn't matter what final system you play. It's going to hurt you. Yeah. Like in, look, it's just one of those things that, yeah, Broncos players and um, Bunnies players, you almost put a line through some of them because of because of that issue, mm. especially the high higher tier ones. You don't want to be spending a top four pick on a player that you know from the outset is not going to be playing your grand final or in the finals. And I can just see, I can just see it now. Some people, it's going to get to round five, back into round five, and someone's going to go, "Oh, Adam Reynolds is there. All the halfbacks are gone." Um, yep, fuck. To take him. Yep. I'll, yeah, it's value. I'll take him. And then round nine, probably earlier, you know, why did I fucking pick Adam Reynolds? <laughs> why did I pick Adam yeah. Reynolds? Why did I do that? Mind you, like, I think there is going to be return on investment with it, but with his season average. I think he's not going to vary too much from that 60, um, the 60.5 that he had last season. Um, I just don't think that there's going to be a huge amount of growth. Um, I think. This is going to this is really going to be the breakout year for Ezra Mam. Uh, I think Reynolds is going to do do his job and do his job well, um, leading the team around the park, cooking in good areas. But he's going to leave the um, the exciting stuff to his um, his fullback and his five eight. I, I think it really comes down to the guys around Reynolds as well because I mean we were tipping. Adam Reynolds to come into this side and just have a plethora of weapons all around him. You know, Stags, we were just like, oh, he's got Stags outside him. Fuck, it's going to be amazing. And it just didn't didn't fucking happen. And the writing was on the wall. They were like, how can this not work? And it didn't. So I I really think it comes down to some of the guys that are around him need to step up. Obviously, you know, another preseason in in the system is going to help him. It didn't work with with Stags because the Throbo Cobo, just had an absolute blind over season. He had an absolute breakout year. Mm. So I think that was part of the reason that um, that Stags really didn't have much to feature because he was he was just being left right out of the attacking moves. Yep. Um, and I'm just looking at some of Adam Reynolds' scores here. He does have an injury-affected game where he scored six points. So, you know, he's probably sitting on a, a more like a, a 63 average, 64 yeah. average. And which is sexy, and and I'm not saying that he won't average that. I just the buy. It's just I just I'm not going to do it. I'm just not going to pick guys that have buys in my Supercoach finals. It's hard to it's hard to walk into like the finals knowing that you're one of your better players 
is 100% not going to play. Not could be injured or could be what not playing. 100% is not playing. And it's not like it's a position that's got heaps of depth where you can plan for this and get guys off the waiver. You might not be able to get anyone. Exactly. No one. you, You could be playing the Chad. Yep. Fuck. Yep. You got Tyson Gamble in there coming off the bench as you as you run on Jesus. halfback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh oh. So yeah, something something to think about. All right, let's get into the bargain basement. The battle of wits has begun. Well, that's the way bargain basement works. Oh, I'm very aroused. Pick seventy one to one hundred and ten. So we've got guys like Tanner Boyd. Hastings, Luke Brooks in here. To be honest, Tanner Boyd will probably move up um, into the sweet spot by the time everyone drafts. Um, once we get confirmation mm-hmm. that that is actually going to happen, kicking goals, playing on that edge with David Feder, I think, you know, I can see him going around that round five, round six. Um, well, I think round six is probably pretty good value for Tanner Boyd, to be honest. Um, mm, I think he probably yeah, yeah. belongs in round five. Um, but at the moment, we've got him at the bargain basement. We've talked about him at the hooker spot, and you probably draft him at hooker. Um, well, it depends how your, your draft is going anyway. But the guy I want to talk about is Luke Brooks. So Brooksy, uh, 52.5 average last year with the Tigers, which is pretty respectable on that side. I mean, he was playing terribly. Tigers were playing terribly. Uh, 52.5, you take that every day of the week. But now, we've said it before, Tigers got all these new fresh faces. Tigers are going to be a better team. Um, and How about it, the platform that's going to be set for him? Jeez, big boys. Holy shit. And, we, and, you, this, and this is how and the, rugby and league the, works. And the service he's going to get. This is how rugby league works. Halfbacks play their best off space created by forwards going forward. Yeah, exactly. Now, it doesn't matter who is running outside him, whether it's Isaiah Papali'i or Bateman or Bloor. I don't care who it is. Either one of those guys is going to make him look better. Yep. Especially if it's Isaiah Papali'i, and that's who, what we think is going to happen. Both Bateman and IPAP, both great edge line runners, and Brooks mm. has a very sexy short ball off his hip. I can see that happening again and again close to the line. The other thing is they're both big, strong, hard-to-handle bodies, which will attract defenders. And what's... Leaving a little bit of space. And what's Luke Brooks' game? It's running. It's always It always has been. He's running yeah. game. So if he's got some space now because defenders are worried about these edge-back edge rowers, fucking boom, he's going to take off and we're going to see that speed that we saw in the first season where he burst onto the scene. So I think there can be a huge uptick in points here for Luke Brooks if it all works out for the Tigers. I would not be surprised if he averages 60, if it all works. Yeah. And look, I don't think he's going to regress much from the 52. Well, he just won't. I, I can't see a scenario where he will, but... There's going to be a lot of people that are scared away from him, that are that are going to be taking, um, drinking the drinking the. Um, Is that value? I smell. I can smell it. They're, they're going to be drinking the the Kool Aid for Jacko Wacko Jacko, or maybe the um, the milf with his return to the Bennett. Um, and yeah, I, I just I just feel there's going to be so much so much value to be had there with Boyd as well. Yeah, um, I take Brooks over Hastings and Milf any day every, day. every day. Every day. Every day. Yep. Yep, easy. It's not even a decision, to be honest. Hastings is going to be one of those guys. Really good real-life player. I think his super coach score is going to suffer. 
Um, that 52 average, that's pretty much what you have to draft him at. That's He's going to do more of the same. His defense is going to be solid. He's going to lead the team around the park. He's going to get his good kicking game. Um, he's going to be the general. It's going to free Brooks up to play that off-the-cuff game that he likes to play. So that's what you're going to get with Hastings. And I mean, it'll get to a point in the draft if you don't have a halfback. Um, and Hastings is dual, isn't he? Uh, Hastings is, yeah. Um, dual, dual half-half. Yep. So... If it gets to a point where, you know, you've got your halfback or your 5-8 sorted and, uh, you know, Hastings is sitting there and you know you're going to get 50 points out of him every game, very solid, consistent player, boom, that's perfect. Yeah, and depending on how, how things go at the Knights, maybe they do make a few moves and um, they put um, Adam Elliott into the um, – and he's played edge, edge back row before. Put him in edge back row. You put um, – uh, you put Gamble in at half to partner Ponga, and then you you bring Hastings back at lock, which I think he plays an excellent role. So there could be there could be a little bit of movement, and look, he he could he could play that play the house down. Yeah, I, th- I think they've bought him as a half, and they're going to use they him have, as a they half. Have. Yeah, and and it's, they so, they. I said, said I said Brooks it earlier too. Your half, half back oh, when I was talking about Hastings, I said Brooks. I mean Ponga, freeing Ponga up to play mm-hmm. um, the the off the cuff game that he likes to play, and then obviously you've got Lockie Miller there at the back. It's it's shaping up to be a really dangerous back line, um, but yeah, he's just going to be that steady hand in the team because they want to use Ponga as a five eight, and you don't want to overload Ponga with like, all right, shit, how come you're not getting the team to this point in the field? How <laughs> yeah. How come you're not working the forwards over here? How come you're not working the blind side over here? You know, just let him play his game and let Hastings worry about all that. And we know that Hastings can do that. That that um that season where he came back from injury or whatever it was, it, mate, he had like ninety uh, receptions a game or something, ninety or hundred mm. receptions a game. He was everywhere. He was just like, give me the ball, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put the team in the best position to to score points. So I expect more of that from Hastings, and it's going to be very good for the Knights as well. Do you know what I mean? Like. Him doing that just frees everyone else up. Yeah, and play, just play a better game overall. Yep, 100%. But don't expect that to translate into really good super coach points. No. It's it's, be, and look, it's a good it, real life. Same same as um, same as Cooper Cronk. So I think you'll be scoring similar to Cooper Cronk, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same sort of play. Um, and I've got the same feeling about Sean O'Sullivan as well. That They're mm-hmm. just going to be that sort of player. Yeah, I think I think if Sean O'Sullivan has nails down the goal kicking, I think sixty average is definitely in his in his grasp. So it, I'll be looking at him around there. Okay, so let's get into the Hail Mary pick. Hail Mary time here, four seconds. We're gonna bet it all. You son of a bitch! I'm in. It is a gaggle of useless cunts at the back end here. <laughs> so this is picks 110 to the end. Uh, you've, we've got your boy Milf in here. We've got SJ, Flano, Ilias, Chatty Townsend, and then guys that are just nobodies, Gamble, Sexton, Katawa. Anyone you want to talk about here? I mean, you're all over so, Milf's dick. I, look, I saw... I saw you're big on the Dolphins, aren't you, this year? You're a big Dolphins well, man. I, you're going to no, make no, the switch. No, no, Throw the Broncos no, jersey no, in the bin. No, 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 Probably a good no, move, no. to be honest. Get rid no. of the fucking thing, no. the rag. Oh, Soak up some oil. At least, at least, my, the team, car. At least my team's in the league. Um, <laughs> we so never lose. We never lose. <laughs> it's true. You, you haven't Steady, lost. Steady. Very consistent. Over a decade. Over Such a, decade, a consistent team. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently <laughs> transparent. Um, so Milk. Transparent? 
the, the last the last few the last few games of um of the season like he, he did he did play quite well um in patches saw glimpses of what he what he could do i think under the stewardship of bennett back um back under him he played some of his best footy um at the broncos in the halves and look i i feel like he can get back somewhere towards um those heights but i think if you're if you're banking on him getting any more than say 45 to 50 you're dreaming but i think the 40 average that he had last season is is way unders yep um, we're definitely worth a punt just to see. How oh it yeah, goes. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's dual, he's dual half as well. SJ, um, I don't know if you heard this, Blake. Sean Johnson, he's um, a bodybuilder that <laughs> that's um, that's in the NRL at the moment. Um, he just thought he'd give it a go. He's he's. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was um, the new cheese grater. Yeah, yeah, mate. He just thought, you know, I'm going to give Mr. Universe a fucking flick this year. I'm going to play for the <laughs> Warriors. Um, yeah, four, what did you go? 43 had an injury affected game in there as well. Probably puts him up around that 50, 45, 46. The Warriors haven't really bought all that well. Um, I, I expect two, two good, two good edge, edge back rowers. I think they've, they've replaced relatively well. Nia Corre is quite good, and uh, Barnett, I think, is, um, is also a pretty handy player. Yeah, I'm happy That's to draft it, him at that 45 um, and just hope that he gets up to that 50. But, yeah, his days, his best days are well behind him, best, big SJ. But um, mm. be good to see what he does with this new big frame of his. <laughs> just yeah, run exactly. it. Well, just truck well, it, son. Just put well, it under the wing and go. Hopefully he's um he's worked on his ankles and his knees because um that's where his main problems have been. <laughs> well now his fucking ankles and knees are gonna carry those pecs, exactly and pecs the, shoulders, and biceps. Ten extra kilos of muscle. The rig is huge. He's a rigosaurus rex. Um, Ilias. Now Lachlan Ilias, obviously has rookie to, has to go better than last year. Rookie last year, yeah, and it it took some time for him to find his feet. Um, he got fucking hooked. There a couple of times mm, as well, yeah. uh, which obviously which his confidence the world took a for hit. His confidence. Yeah, yep. exactly. Uh, but I thought he was pretty strong in in parts of last last season. I thought he was really good, especially when saw, we started linking up with Keon Kalamatangi and, mm. and using him close to the line, short balls, grubbers, putting him in in some space. I think he'll be better for the run. There's no way that he averages that 35 again for 2023. Bunnies will be a really good side, but round 26. Bye. Yep. Yeah, that's why he falls down the list a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't in confidence dra- draft him. Um, he's he's lost the duel as well, so he's just back to single halfback. Yeah, I almost put a line through him. Um, but to be honest, you could just order, knowing that he doesn't play, you, you're not really spending a big pick on him. So. Maybe if it gets to the back end of the draft, you just throw throw it out there. Yeah, and and to be Worst honest, things could happen. He's a pick um, for me. Um, I'm picking him up late in the draft just so nobody else can have him. It's a bit of a cunt pick, you know what I mean? I've got my halves sorted. <laughs> He's sitting there, and I'll that go, is such a nutty move. Too. I'll take him, and I'll no have idea. I'll have three halves, and just because you cunts can't have him, uh, and it's a, it's a really good strategy. I, I implore everyone to to try the cunt move. Yeah, you watch, it, and you watch everyone almost, starts blowing up going, but you've got a half. Why did you pick him? I was going to pick him, but you've got all those halves. Oh, shut up. Natty, Natty does the cunt move like the rest of us do breathing. I live so I live in the cunt move. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I live my life. I don't know. I'm always you're in that a, gear, baby. 
Uh, Always looking I, I'm, I'm to put have, someone I'm under the bus. My, I'm going to have my halves sorted by then, and I'm just going to go, you're a fucking mm, Don't worry. There'll be some things coming at you on draft day too. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, you go you'll, be, it, you'll be rattled. I, I, hope you, I hope you reach. You'll be rattled. You will be rattled. You reach. Nothing better you than a good Wooker rattle. Some some Wooker wobbles. No, there's no... Hey, mate, there's never wobbles on draft. <laughs> we'll see about that. We will I see. Lock that down, I lock that shit down every year. Yeah, no, it works out well it's for the, you. It's the finals. Mm, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's a good draft. It does work out for you. Oh, let's get into the happy ending. You want happy ending? I got a Let me break it down for you so you understand. I'll hold your hand like a small child. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. Fuck, yeah. Over here, squirt you with oil and just... Why don't you just do a full body rub? What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Just get weird. Let's get weird about it. <laughs> Let's get weird. I'll just pull that 20 out of your, um, your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Put um, it in your teeth. <laughs> draft strategy. Talk so, the to draft me. strategy. Look... They've they've really fucked us this year with the dual options. Mm-hmm. So they've they've taken away a lot of them. Realistically, out of the top third, out of the top twenty, there's three genuine, two sorry, two genuine options that are appealing. And, and look, Hastings is only mildly appealing too. Mm. And there's none of the top ten uh, duels um, for the for the halfbacks. And there are only really ten genuine reliable halfback options that you can look. To secure a sixty-plus average, um, like the, the draft scary strategy, if you're in a twelve or fourteen-man league. And, and we'll be talking about the five-eighth position uh, next week, and it's it's much and much the same. So the strategy's got to be: you pick up either a halfback or a five-eight, a good one in the first four rounds, because both both positions are shallow. So you can't you you'll be devastating your team if you try to get both. Um, and you screw your balance, um, and then just go go from there and build the team around it. So your first, ideally, your first four picks should be a top fullback, a strike to RF, and either a halfback or a five eight, and maybe another strike to RF. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's you've got to you've got to be out on a swivel. You've got to you've got to be like water. You've got to be able to move, duck, dive, dodge, deep dodge, dodge. Yeah, what you said there was yeah. interesting. Is like if you try and get both of them, it could fuck up the balance of your team and what mm. Wooker's saying there is if you if you grab a halfback and a 5-8 um, you're probably going to miss out on uh, some some nice value elsewhere in the draft um, yeah. not to say that it might not be a, a really good move you know you might go you might go Mad Dog and then and DCE if you got the turn, and that might work out for you but just know that all those two RFs are probably going to be gone by the time you pick again yeah and and like those are that we spoke about at the two RF podcast. It's the two RF is the position where you get your you get the majority of your points. Mm, bang for the buck, the two RF bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 23 percent in the hundred. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. All right, let's get into the boom bust sleepers. My yep. booms, Jerome Hughes. We talked enough about him. Just think he's got uh, some room there for growth with the stats that we were talking about. Melbourne have got a really good strength of schedule to start the season and also in the Supercoach finals. Um, my other one is Sam Walker. Same thing again. A lot of room for growth Growth there when we're looking at the stats. Roosters is going to be a better team. He's kicking goals. Um, I just think 
it's all points towards maybe a four or five point upgrade for Sam Walker. I'd like to draft him at that 65 average and I'll probably get value for him at the 60. So they're my booms. Yep. Um, I think Cleary is going to go from strength to strength. I think he, he can genuinely put 10 points on his average mm. um, with what we spoke about. Um, he's definitely a player that I think is is yeah far and away going to exceed um, any thoughts. Um, my other one, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swivel. I'm gonna go um, Jamal Fogarty as as another boom candidate. Yeah, nice. Yeah, big, yeah, big fogs. Look, there's there's enough that we've spoken about for him that uh, ticks in the column of an uplift in his scores. And a 62 with that few attacking stats. Come on, you can't tell me that it's not going to be big things for Jamal Fogarty. Yeah, hundred percent. I put Fogs in the same category as I do with Sam Walker. There's just so much room for growth there, mm, and it surprises yeah. me that with the the amount of try assists and tries that they got, that they did actually average sixty. Yeah, it surprises me. So when you have that sort of reaction to it, you just go, "Well, fuck." They don't have to do much more to get up to that sort of, you know, 63, 65 average, and which is, I think, both of them will. Yep. Uh, I'll, be talk- I'll be talking a little bit about him in a minute. Sexy. All right. My bust is Mitch Moses. I've only got one. I think it's just career year, coming off a career year. Uh, there's a lot there that he needs to do to replicate that type of season. Um, and the fact that the the Eels have lost some really big cogs to the machine. Obviously, Isaiah Papali'i and Marnie uh, are just going to mean that that's enough for him to drop, you know, five-plus points in his average. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, for mine, I've, I've, I've got a couple. We spoke about Hastings. I think, yeah, the, his best scores last season in the lock, at the lock position. Yeah. His role in the team is, is going to be run, running the team as the general, not make the big plays. So his average from last season, it, it, it won't be – won't be too far away from where he goes this season. So early 50s, um, I think, look, you're not going to be disappointed if you draft him at that. It's just don't expect too much more. Yep. Don't um, reach for him. And another one was just Sexy Sexton. Like he's, probably, he's, he's probably not going to make the team. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely one to um, avoid. Yep. Like it. Uh, sleeper, I'm just going to go with one here, and it's Luke Brooks. Luke Brooks is a fantastic sleeper this year. And look, it does sound like it's a bit of an obvious one, obviously with Isaiah Papali'i most likely running outside of him. But with that 52 average, he's going to be low on a lot of people's pre-draft lists, and that means he might be overlooked. And I think at least a five-point bump up in average for Brooks is in the cards here, maybe even an eight to 10, which means mm. you're getting him over that 60 mark. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how Luke Brooks goes. And if I am if I don't have a halfback and we're sort of getting around that round six, round seven, he'll be a guy that I'm looking at very strongly. Yeah. Look, I, I don't disagree with that. Look, I think I think he's definitely one to keep in your, in your back book for sure. Um, and if you do get value at the back end of the draft, 100% pull the trigger because mm-hmm. there's not many other options. No. Um, I, my, my two sleepers, um, Benny Hunt, I think his average of 56 and how he performed in the last his last game of the Supercoach season, um, he might slide in a few drafts. Um, I, I still think he's easily capable of getting a 60. Um, and I think there is going to be value and he will be slept on. Um and the fact that there isn't too many other options um, at the at the halfback spot, and 
I can't really pick Tanner Boyd as a sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> Just really can't do, can't already did him at hooker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the other one, um, touched on it before, but Mill flinking back up with Bennett. Um, I think it could be the spark to re- reignite his career for an- another couple of years. Um, so it's just the Dolphins are such an unknown proposition. Like they, they haven't got much of a team, but look, we've seen seen Bennett do a lot with um, with not that much. Yeah, for sure. All right. So just to recap those booms, busts, and sleepers. So booms for me, I've got Jerome Hughes and Sam Walker. Walker, you've got Cleary and Fogarty. For busts, I've got Mitch Moses. Walker, your Hastings is pretty much your big one there. Uh, and then sleeper, I've got Luke Brooks and Walker. You like Benny Hunt and the Milf. Let's get into player in focus. I wanted you to see these player evaluations. What's wrong with Cal? I think he's a bust. I mean, the guy has hammies that could literally pull a car. So if you haven't guessed it already, I kind of like Jerome Hughes. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm sort of looking at Jerome Hughes as turning back the clock to that 2021 season where he averaged 73. I'm looking at his scores here from that year. And, you know, he had one, two, three... For four games over 100, same as he did in 2020, uh, 2022. So, yeah, he had a big 1-4-1 there, but the other games were, were pretty consistent. You know, he had a few 40s, um, but he was sticking around that sort of mid-60 range for the majority of the season. It's very similar to what he did in 2022. Just some of those stats fell away. So those try assists, tries, things like that. Um, I think it was just because the Storm were just getting smashed with injuries. And he had his fair share of injuries as well, Jerome Hughes. Well, not injuries, but niggles. Um, and he was getting rested at, at points throughout, throughout the season. With everyone healthy, with the Storm up and humming, 73, I, I really think he can do it. And I, I think he will be the third best halfback or third highest averaging halfback come season end in 2023. Yeah, I think he can do that on his head. And um, look, the, the strength of schedule that they've got, I think throughout the season they've got um, some really good matchups as well. And look, the, the buys are at the right right areas. Um, I think they've got the team, um, team structure. Their go forward is something that I'm a little bit concerned about. Um, just with a lot of new faces in the forwards, they've still got obviously Nars and... Um, Nice and the white rhino, but um, yeah, just on the on the edges. Just interested to see how those um, those combinations go. But yeah, I feel like a full preseason with Coates and developing that is going to be pretty big for him. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm big on him. I love that turn pick. That's that is the ultimate goal. If you're at the back end, is trying to get one of these halfbacks and partnering them up with a strike edge back row. I think that is the perfect strategy. Hughes, Fafita, Hughes, Gussie, or DCE, Gussie, some sort of combination of those guys that we talked about that are going to go around that pick 8 to 13, that's 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 juicy. Mm. I like it, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm mad on him as well. So if I'm, if I'm anywhere near that, um, that pick, like 10 to 12, I'm all, I'm I would, all over I would all over love it. to scoop him up in front of you. Yeah. That'd be that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I won't be that low though. I'll be after the challenge day. I'll be you know one, two, three up the other end. 
I'm already sitting second place, mate. <laughs> oh, I did, I did <laughs> see that. I, vom- I vomited in my mouth a little bit. I <laughs> uh, love it. Who you got? Um, so I, I'm I'm going to talk through Jamal Fogarty. Mm-hmm. So injury affected run. So he injured himself um, back end of uh, 2021 season. So he he came back round 12 in 2022. Ended up playing 13 games, but um, the average over 63. He he. Eased himself. They eased him back into the season. Um, wasn't wasn't goal kicking. Wasn't doing doing much in those first couple of games. So take those out of his average, bumps it up already to a sixty five point six. So starting to get into the tasty rom. Mm. And you look at his you look at his stats. He's um, he scored fourteen point seven in goals. Um, his base is really low, but for a half year, you kind of expect that at twenty five. His base power is relatively low at 29.15 but you add in the goals you add in the fact that there is going to be more attacking stats he's got a great kicking game and um they have massive attacking options both aerial and um just by line running there's going to be um a big uplift in in his scores he's going to be backing up a bit more and coming back from the injury second year um second year in return to performance will be up there as well so i think from a from an attacking point of view I think huge uplift in his game, and we've like we already saw it. The coefficient of variance from last season for a half at thirty four percent is bloody great, um, and I think he can definitely definitely uplift his his average from last season to a sixty five to seventy without breaking a sweat. And yeah, I think it's it's definitely all signs all signs go for Fogarty. The big thing is that having that full preseason and coming in playing round one and, and, you know, putting your best foot forward for the Raiders at halfback. Um, it's just a lot different to what happened last year. You know, the, yeah. such a disrupted preseason and then sitting on your ass for 12 rounds. Just It just wasn't conducive to him playing his best football, well, they, but he still spent, came back and played really well. Yeah, they spent half a season trying to figure out the hooker, mm. hooker situation and the rest of the time they, they tried to fill in the gaps left by Fogarty being injured. So by the time he came, their finals hopes were um, already pretty Gonski. much in tatters. Gonski's. So they were, they were just playing for peanuts at that, that stage, but he was still putting out really good performances. And I think that the team as a whole, they'll take a lot from how they, how they went into the back end of the season. And I think they'll be, they'll be very, very keen um, and, and come in really strong. I like so, it. I like it, bro. All right, Fogarty let's, is the man. Let's get into our big balls calls. I'm going to go Hughes to go 75 plus in the 2023 season. Who you got? I'm going to go Cleary to go 90 plus. So put 10 points on his average from last year. Yep, I think he can do it. I think he can yep. do it, bro. Now, who are we going to go head to head here? Should we go Sam Walker versus Fogarty? I think so. I think yeah. that's a great, great one. Yeah, I think because that's... they're both they both averaged around the 60, 60 odd mark, and I both think there's going to be a bit of an uplift in in them. Bit of growth there. Yeah, I like it. Fogs versus Sam Walker. We're gonna Oof. we're gonna put a, a a bet on this. Who gets the most most wins? Let's put a bottle bottle, bottle of the finest. Bottle of the bottle finest. Of, bottle of whiskey. I love it. I love it. Okay, good. Oh, bottle of whatever you you want. Yeah, that's fine. Well, I don't know. I'll just be asking you what what to get anyway. <laughs> exactly. Can you please pick one? <laughs> well, that one's uh, also hot. Very good. All right, let's get into some questions from the rubbers. Excuse me. 
I'd like to ask you a few questions. You want answers? You know the question. Are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah. Now, if you miss out on Hines or Cleary, are you going fullback first before any other half? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. fullback fullback should be your number one priority. Because if you miss out on Cleary and Hines, you're only still at pick three. You got plenty yeah. you got plenty of picks to fucking sort out. Well your next your next five picks are almost all. Teddy, Turbo, anyway. Pappy, uh, Trell, Mad Dog. I mean fuck. There's heaps, yeah. I I'd be looking at one of those um, high end fullbacks before you look at a half. Am I I'd crazy? Find it, I'd find I'd find it hard to um, to draft Troll, even though we know that he's going to average in the 80s, like drafting Troll knowing that he's not going to play in your grand final. It's just going to be so interesting to see mm-hmm. where some of these guys land in drafts, isn't it? But I think, I think, like the, the old adage is, you got to get to the final. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Am I crazy looking at Tanner Boyd in round five, round six? I did, I said earlier, round six is pretty sweet. That's probably, that's probably, that's probably where, like, if everything, plays out how we're thinking it will, that's yep. where we've got it. But just keep in the back of your head that the Titans have a really fucked strength of schedule in the finals. Um, <clears throat> what are we thinking with Fogarty this season? Boom, bust a sleeper. Well, we just, co- just covered that. Value in Hughes is pretty <laughs> pretty sure Storm have one of the best draws to start the year. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, on the head. Give Hold me on. a deep dive into Hughes. You're welcome. When should I dip back in for a halfback if I miss Cleary, Nico, Hughes, etc. in the early rounds? Probably that round four. Picks 30 plus. Do you agree? Say that one again. Uh, when should I dip back in for a halfback if I miss Cleary, Nico, and Hughes? Uh, I think you've got to be coming back about round four. Yeah, so picks 30 Yeah, because I think it, you miss you miss those ones and it, it's, it, it's uh, pick 31 onwards. Yep. It, it's going to be around that sort of realm. Yep. Yeah, I and you're looking pretty much firstly Fogarty or um, Sam Walker. Yep, I agree. Okay, this is uh, this is a, this is a good one. We did ask for non-supercoach questions as as well. Shoot, shag, marry Sam Walker, Mitch Moses, DCE. Uh, shoot, DCE. Copy. Shag, Sammy Walker, and Mary Moses. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot DCE. Obviously, I mean, could I you? Think everyone, everyone please? would. Please, that neck and the way that he talks. <laughs> see, see ya, mate. See ya, pal. Bang. Um, I'm gonna on a shag, Mitch Moses. Oh, he looks. He looks like he's got a bit of go about him, and I'll marry Sammy Walker. Wow. Fair play. Yeah. Good. You, you gonna elaborate on that decision or what? No. No. no just let play. the let the rubbers just use their imagination. <laughs> I'll just well, I'll say oh. youthful enthusiasm is it always wins. <laughs> oh, that on that note, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, guys, remember get those five star sledges in. If you're not, if you want to be part of drafting, have mates, get in contact. We'll put you in yeah. a league. Um, yep, a few oh, people. Actually, before we um, before we head off, there was um, talk to me. Uh, they've just released the platform for Supercoach Draft this season. It's it's fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's yes. fucking awful. Okay, so there is. Um, we have had a couple of questions about this come through on the DMs. There is um, a new 
autoimmune see rule or something going on i think you know more yeah, about it than me yeah. what's that about so i had a quick quick squeeze at it um i'll just have to get the snapshot back up so essentially it's the selectable per position instead of just the straight auto emergency so it allows you to select how many emergencies are available from your bench um to go into your team if you have a non-playing player um uh teams teams can um can then name their own emergency players from their bench rather than having them selected automatically. Emergencies will replace non-starting players in, in matching positions only. Um, so that's a dual position player will be automatically used in, in either position as required. If more emergencies are selected in a particular position than required, they will be um, used from lowest scoring to highest scoring as required. Sounds like absolute coward's play to me. So it, it, it's it's one of those rules that could be bent so significantly. Um, I wouldn't recommend using it um, just because people are just going to scam the shit out of it to try to get the um, a free VC loophole every week and just auto emergency one of their um, positions lacking in depth. So it's just a safeguard up- safeguard for you being a shit drafter. Or just shit a draft, really. It's just yeah. a safeguard at you just yeah. fucking up your bench and fucking up your draft, and it's like a little it, little safety net. Hit us, hit us up if if any of your leagues are choosing to do that, because um, I'm interested to know if um, if if it's been discussed in your league and if it's been agreed, or whether it's just one of the um, one of the changes that they've tried to sneak in. We won't be doing it in the Loveless League. No, uh, making no, a decision I, right now on that. No, absolutely not. Um, auto emergency is fine. Um, and you can still still play a little bit of the VC loophole roulette, but um, no, nah, fuck that. Yeah, I didn't about that noise. No, nah. but um, I was using the um, the platform to do some pre draft lists and all that sort of stuff. The prick of the thing didn't save my um, pre draft list from when I was going for different positions. It's unusual. I went back and it just went back to reverted back to um, to the the start. So nice. Um, so we're playing already, pre-draft all, list uh, roulette again in 2023. So it's, Same it's as already fucking up. So I'm, I think it might be just because it's been released and it's just copping a flogging at the moment. Fix but the bugs, people. Fix the bugs. My God. It's every year. The platform is just, oh, shit. It's, we, I want to grow the platform, but fucking Jesus. Fix that first. It, that's that's like. You've got to fix the website and the app. Yeah. I mean your pre-draft list. That's the number one thing. Like, yeah, that's the nuts and bolts. Let's. I think get what that I might right what I might first. have to try because um, I was doing it on the computer. Um, obviously, um, not whilst I was working. Wink, wink. Yeah, of course. Um, but um, I'll try it on the phone just to see whether the apps as fucked as that, and we'll we'll report back next week. Okay. But yeah, have a look. Have a look. Um, and if you if you are able to complain, um, if if it's not working for you because. If they don't know that it's broke, they won't fix it. Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, Patreon, still humming along yeah. nicely. Um, every every day, we come up with an idea that we can put on Patreon. Um, I came up with something today where, you know, I might release part of it on, on socials, but the full list is going to be on Patreon. That's going to be an ongoing thing. Whatever uh, huge, fantastic brains come up with on the fly, it's going to be available for to the Patreons fully and the rest of the scum are just going to get dribs and draps. 
Come, come on, mate. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's just exciting. The rest of our faithful listeners, you know. It's it's is pretty that, much. Is that what you had to say? Nah, fuck the scum. If you're not a subscriber, <laughs> you're just absolute scum. Fuck it up. Nah, it's good gear, guys. Get on there. It's it's amazing. It's it's pretty. Yeah, I'm just pumped about it. Like, yeah, just well, really it's excited. Good, it, it's good. To, it's good to open the doors and, and um, let people see the rest of the stuff because we only really touch the surface when we do these pods. Like, we do a lot of research, we do a lot of the um, stats analysis, but we obviously we'd be spending fifteen hours recording a podcast if we were doing it all. So mm. we're able to just get, give out all the all the gear and people can have a look at it at that leisure. Yep. No, it's fantastic, guys. Um, all right, let's get out of here. Well, that's the final siren, rubbers. Get out there, follow us on all the socials. We'll be recording another TikTok tonight, so keep a lookout for that one, another top five draft. But that is it for tonight. Remember, there are many things a man can do with his time. This is better than most things. You're damn right, Wook. Catch us next round on the Weekly Rubdown. You can take me down. Get that India. Catch up.